Hey mama, is the number one dream in your heart to have more time to be present with your kids? Do you wish you could be present enough to help create and instill godly character? Yet you are so busy with work, drowning in the to-dos, the laundry, and the carpool lines. Hi, I'm Michelle, a mom to three energetic kids, wife to an amazing guy, and daughter of the king. For years, I tried to manage my home while struggling to still have time to pour into my kids. The guilt was overwhelming and the to-do list just kept growing. And I was completely overwhelmed and stressed until I realized that I could create systems in my life and my motherhood that would change everything. In this podcast, you will learn time management, batching, habit stacking, setting boundaries, home organization, outsourcing, and you better believe we are going to be dishing out some chores so we can create hours of intentional time to pour into our kids since that is our number one priority as vibrant moms. Grab that lukewarm coffee. Let's stop time. Hey friends, welcome back to the Busy Vibrant Mom. It's a new year. Are you excited? It's January 2024. I know. How is it going, right? How's that New Year's new energy going? I know it can be really exciting, but to be truthful, it can also be really overwhelming. I think as we jump back into the new year with new schoolwork and jump back into work and carpools and all the things after vacation, right? If you've been off and had a nice, we had a nice like couple, two weeks for actually like three weeks because we had at least like four or five days leading up to Christmas and then we had Christmas and then we had two weeks off just because of how Christmas fell this year when it was on a Monday and then New Year's is on a Monday. We had that whole week off for school. So it was awesome. And we just had this really nice time to go on vacation together and just hang out. But it was so overwhelming getting back on Monday and having to like dive into everything. I know it can just feel overwhelming and a bit exhausting and kind of daunting. So I just wanted to jump in with this episode for you of how to build a successful evening routine. And we'll talk through five key elements that you need to have in your evening routine and just how you can mix and match those up according to your family and personalize what works best for you. Because not every evening routine is going to be perfect, but it needs to have these five elements in it to be able to build out a really successful evening that fits your family and is really personalized. It's just really key in building out an evening routine because that sets you up for a great day the next day. And sometimes we don't realize that our day and how our day is going to go really depends on the night before and that evening before. So we're going to talk through the five key elements. So as we're kind of talking through these, I want you just to take them with a grain of salt. They're five, as I said, key elements, but you may kind of mesh them together a little bit differently depending on your style and your family. And we'll talk through that. So this gives you a good framework of which to kind of fit everything in. Because I think evening routines can be really tricky if we're not really thinking about them. So 
Before we jump into all that fun and goodness, I just wanted to remind you to just stay tuned for some really fun things and surprises that we have coming up this next quarter. We're going to get some fun new guests and some fun, very sticky tactical topics to jump in on that will really help you move through your day, move through your week and give you more time so that you can have the schedule that you really feel that you want and that you can have time to invest in yourself, in your husband, in your marriage, in your family, and to be able to use that time wisely throughout the week. And with that, if you are having, uh, you know, some jitters and getting that train rolling this January, we have that really fun new year, new energy kind of vibe, but I know sometimes it can be hard to know where to start. So I have a free productivity planner and it's my gift to you. It's on my website. Just scroll down on the first page at about halfway down or so. There's a button. You can just go and click on it and download it and get it. It will kind of give you some tools that you can use to be more productive in your week. It's just a good starting block to be like, okay, I'm really excited about this new year. I'm going to do these new things. I have these goals. How do I put that in place? And so grab that. It will just help you and give you some new tools. And I'm hoping to get some other fun, free stuff on my website up and running for you maybe this year so that just to give you some fun, new, helpful tools that you can use. So let me know if you think of some other things that would be super helpful to have. And I would love to just connect. You can always shoot me an email at contact, C-O-N-T-A-C-T, at birdmichelle, B-Y-R-D-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E.com. You can sign up for emails there. You can ask me any questions, connect with me. So that's the best spot. Or going to my website, as I said, it's www.B-Y-R-D-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E.com. And on there, if you scroll, as I said, middle of the page, the first page is the productivity planner. And if you have any questions or you want to connect with me, if you scroll all the way to the bottom, there's a spot where you can connect. So jump on there. I'd love to hear from you and know how you're doing and how your year is going. All right, let's jump in for today. Now grab a pen and paper if you'd like, if you have a notebook. Sometimes I like to take notes in a notebook, but for me, really, I'm on the go. So as busy moms, I love taking notes in my the notes app in my phone of putting the title of the podcast that I'd like to listen to, and then maybe the episode number, and then um, writing down notes about it. So then I know like, oh, this was a good thing to go back to, or what was this person saying? So I know that's helpful for me. It might be helpful for you. If you're driving, just take it in and take a moment. Here we go. Evening routines, as we talked about, can be tricky. There's so many things that need to, or that we want to kind of fit into our evening routine, right? It seems like the evenings are short and the amount of things we want to do are a lot. So evening routines may look different for each family and that's totally okay. As we said, do what works best for your family. And that's why I wanted to give you a framework of these elements and then you can kind of mold them and shape them into what works for you. But these are the elements you need to have in a successful evening routine. It just all will depend on your family. (laughs) 
<laughs> so kind of like if you have a lot of activities that may be very different from if you're home every evening and maybe you have extroverts versus introverts or maybe you're really involved in something or not all that is like an ocean and kind of ebbs and flows and changes your routine during the week and so we want to take all of that into account for our family i know by friday we are tired and exhausted as I mentioned, I have three introverts and myself and my youngest are our extroverts, but even myself and our littlest one are done by the end of the week. I just know that by Friday, we need to have a different evening routine. So for our family, usually Friday looks like a no cook night because everybody is tired. Nobody wants to cook anything. Our kids don't usually have sports or any after-school programs that week, so we try to keep that on the low. And then also we try not to plan any commitments like going to dinner with people or hanging out because I know our kids are just toast and nobody wants to hang out with us at that point. We're all exhausted and we don't play well with others, shall we say. Our kids typically will come home from school, finish any homework that they have to get done for the weekend just so that they can get ahead. It's usually fresh in their mind at that point of what they need to do. So it works out the best if we just treat it like a school day where they just come home and get their homework done right away and then they get it done and then they don't have to stress about it during the rest of the week nor do they kind of forget what they have to do by late Sunday night, right? That's the worst of when you're going to bed Sunday night and your kid all of a sudden says, hey, wait, I have these spelling bee words I need to check or you didn't quiz me on this or I have this test the next day. So getting all of our work done Friday afternoon usually is the best. As I said, they have a couple hours to get it done before dinner time. So it's that kind of chunk of time. And usually they don't have a whole lot over the weekend. Their teachers are pretty good at giving them just a bit. But anything that they do need to finish up or wrap up, that is kind of the designated time. And they're really good about doing that. That also gives my husband and I a chance to wrap up any actual work stuff that we have before we're jumping into the weekend. It's just a huge gift to get that done and not have it hanging over your head, right? Then you can just enjoy your weekend a little bit more. So once we finish any projects that we have or the work and all that kind of thing, the kids go take showers. I know, kind of super early, but they go take a shower and they get into just comfy clothes. And that might be comfy sweats. They usually put on jammies that now since it's cold, they're like flannel, cozy PJ jammies, right? So we have a picnic style dinner. And so once they come down after they've done their homework and they've taken showers and kind of getting stuff ready for the next day. And so they're all good to go by that point. They've taken showers and everything before dinner starts. Then they come down and we spread out a big blanket in the living room and they have kind of a picnic style dinner and they just relax and watch some fun TV. And they watch cartoons probably until... My daughter gets down from her shower. The boys do because the boys are faster, right? They're usually hanging out watching something that she doesn't care about. And then once we are all together, I'm usually doing laundry or taking care of other things just to clean up. But once we kind of get ourselves all together, it's really nice because we're not in a hurry for anything, but we're getting our work done so that then we can relax. And then we sit, we all hang out together and have dinner. It's usually, as I said, something that we've ordered or 
Maybe it's just a charcuterie or something that we don't really have to cook or plan or do too much to. And so the kids are having fun. They're relaxed. They're in their jammies. They're eating dinner. We're having a good time where we get to hang out together in the kitchen. Usually we're sitting at the kitchen counter and then we're all watching a movie together. And it's really fun and really low key and relaxing and just lets all of us just take a deep breath. So I just know that that Friday routine is what my family needs. They don't need any commitments. <laughs> As I said, they're all tired out by Friday. So it's usually if we can just get to Friday, we know that's kind of the routine. And so it re-energizes us during the week to work hard and get lots of stuff done. All right, so let's talk through what kind of elements you need to have in building out a successful evening routine. What needs to be in your routine? Evening routines need to have five elements. Now, not every evening will look the same. We've kind of talked about that a little, but something from each of these categories, you will want to have more or less of these things in each of your evening routines. And as we mentioned, it will depend on your family dynamics and your commitments and that kind of stuff. Here we go. Number one is required work. This one will need to be in your evening routine. As I mentioned, this involves homework or projects or things that need to be finished before the next day. So for our kids, this is homework, studying for tests, taking care of things for myself or my husband. It's any work projects that we need to finish or any things we need to do before the next day. So it needs to be required work. Now, sometimes there might be a week where my husband has a whole lot of work. And so we have dinner and then maybe after dinner and we put the kids down, he has another couple hours work to do. Or maybe he works up until six, seven o'clock and I go ahead and feed the kids and then we have dinner later together. So it can ebb and flow depending on how much work maybe one of our kids has sports and they get home from basketball really late. They eat dinner and then they do their homework. It can just ebb and flow depending on the situation, how much stuff, how much work we have going on. But one of the elements of a successful evening routine is your required work that you need to get done for the next day. Number two is meals. So we all have to have dinner. So this can just get creative. So your goal would be to create a meal schedule before your week starts so that you can prep and prepare when you need to have a quick meal those evenings and when you need to have some extra time to cook. The goal would be to build a family community and kind of eat together, but we don't always do that. Our goal is always to eat together, but it's tricky with sports and homework. And usually the kids are eating at the same time they're doing homework or we're trying to eat before we're running out the door. So it does just look different. But for the most part, our goal is to have a family dinner. It works out sometimes, it doesn't other times. Give yourself grace. I know I felt a lot of guilt in not always having family dinners and other people would, and that would be an easy thing for them. It just never was easy for our family to kind of do that. So give yourself grace, do what works for you, take it with a grain of salt. So in creating meals, you want to create, so what we do is like Friday or Saturday, we'd kind of take a look at, or it could even be Sunday. We take a look at the next week that's coming up and we say, okay, 
what things do we have going on? Well, Monday we don't have anything, but one of our kids has sports, so they're going to get home late. And we know our kids have a lot of homework Monday, so it's going to be a lot of heavy work-related things. Tuesday, we have this other commitment. Okay, Wednesday, we have youth group. Thursday, we have this, you know, and then it's Friday. So we kind of know, oh, okay, this is how our evenings are going to flow. Thursday, my husband's going to be in work probably all day, and so he won't come home till late. And he's the one who usually does the cooking, so we'll need to have a different kind of meal plan for that day. So just kind of figuring out ahead of time what your meal schedule will be, when you need a quick meal, when you can take a little bit more time to make stuff. I know one thing we do like doing, or we have done in the past, is making two meals. So maybe Monday night you have a little extra time to cook and your kids are doing more homework, so they're occupied a little bit longer. So maybe you're making one meal, but a little bit extra of that meal for, let's say, that day. And then you're expecting to do it for Monday and maybe Wednesday. And then Tuesday, you're making a little extra of that. And that leftover will be Tuesday night and Thursday. So by swapping what you're having every other day and making a little bit extra, you've cooked a lot on Monday and Tuesday, but less on maybe Wednesday and Thursday. So just ideas of how to make that work for you, but you want to kind of create what meals are really easy that you can do quickly and what kind of things are ones that you might have a little bit more time to take. We've also done like maybe my husband makes salmon and veggies for that night, but he'll make like taco meat for the rest of the week that we'll be eating. So he makes taco meat and then we put it in the fridge and then the next day we'll eat like tacos or something else. But we know that it's really easy because we already have that main dish prepared. And so we just have to get all the sides ready and the kids can help with that and it's easy. So do what works for you, but plan out on Saturday or Sunday, your whole meal list for that week. And then that also helps if you're going to church and you're already out, you can stop by Safeway, Trader Joe's or that kind of thing. Pick up what you need for that week and be good to go. Or you can also make like this weekend, my husband made rotisserie chicken. And then he also made chili for lunches during the week. And then he also made, he tried out making beef jerky for snacks. And so if you have somebody who loves to cook, maybe you make three or four things during the weekend and then that takes care of during the week. So number one, your required work. That's what element needs to be in and not, as we said, ebbs and flows according to the day. And then number two, meals. Meals together, hopefully, but give yourself grace. Number three is commitment. So this is the next element that you have that will determine your evening routine. Now, this could be commitments to maybe sports or Bible study or date nights or girls night out or youth groups or after school or evening commitments. But it is really important to build a community and to be physically active and to connect with other people. But sometimes these activities need to be limited so that you don't burn yourself out. So take a look, and usually every family has a level of activity that works for them. Sometimes every evening is super full and busy, and that works for that family, and that's okay. Sometimes you front load a lot of stuff towards the beginning of the week, and maybe the end of the week, your commitments are kind of lower or not as much. Maybe you have things that come up every once in a while. So 
just make sure that whatever commitments you have work for your family. But take a deep breath and look at, are these working for our family? Do we have enough energy to really enjoy them? Are we building community? Are we enjoying doing these things? Are these really important to us? Or are there some things that we can cut out and say no to so that we can re-energize and take a little bit more time in the evenings together? Do what works best for you. But usually in the evening, you will have some sort of commitment. Oftentimes our kids have after school sports or we have a Bible study once a week or we try to squeeze in date nights. So all the things, right? So just make sure that you are keeping those intact. And as we said, doing what works for you and your family. Number four, now this is one of the keys. This is the one that's going to make your next day amazing and successful. So this one is huge. It's preparation. So you want to be making sure that you're making lunches before. Maybe I like to make lunch at dinner time because I already have all the stuff for lunch out. And so the kids now help with making that. And so we make lunches at the same time we're making dinner. We make sure that all their backpacks are all packed and ready to go. If they have sports stuff, that that's next to their backpacks, all ready to go. Clothes need to be laid out the night before. So that's just part of our evening routine. After they go take a shower or before they go take a shower, at some point in the evening, they're responsible for putting out what clothes they're going to wear for the next day. It also includes kind of after dinner, cleaning up and picking up the house picking up the kitchen, wiping down the counters, making sure all the dishes are done, cleaning up the living room, kind of just resetting the house for the next day so that when you come downstairs in the morning and you're ready to start your day, you don't walk into a bunch of to-dos. You don't walk into a disaster. That you walk into a fresh, clean start for that day and that will help you be that much more productive because you'll be able to move on from those steps rather than be cleaning up from the day before and your brain is in that space versus in a new space of we're going to start this new day. So it just helps to pick up the house the night before and make sure that everything is taken care of and cleaned up and that the next day you can start nice and fresh. So as I said, we try to do as much as we can to prep for the next day because We're tired and we got to get up really early for school and working out and all the things. So we just know we won't have that much brain power or energy or momentum to do things in the morning. And we might forget and definitely not remember. So we try to do whatever we can the night before to leave ourselves a note if there's something we need to remember or make sure that everything is pretty much set and ready to go. All right. With that, number five is one of my favorites. It's restore. So this you definitely need to have in your evening routine. As we talked about it, the first one is required work, meals together, commitments that you might have, preparation for that next day, all the stuff you've got to do for the next next day, and then restore. Restore would just be time to relax. 
Maybe it's watching your favorite TV show. Maybe it's taking a bubble bath. Maybe it's reading a book. Maybe it's journaling. Just something that's quieting your mind and able to help you relax. Maybe it's a warm glass of tea before you go to bed or something like that. So these are just things that help you just take a deep breath after the end of an exhausting day. I think it's really important that this element be in your evening routine because then it makes it more successful. You're giving yourself a chance to relax, a chance to take a deep breath and refresh for that next day. This also is really important with getting in bed in time and having a good night's rest and a good night's sleep, turning off phones or media, you know, an hour or so before you're hopping in bed, all the things, right? So whatever this might look like to you, it's just restoring and a time to relax. So as I said, on Fridays, we do a lot more restore, relax time. And we kind of are geared up for that because we know by the end of the week, we're toast and we really need time to just be refreshed and relax. So I hope this has helped and that you're able to take these five elements and kind of shift them around for whatever works for you for creating an evening routine. This is a really good framework to have in building out your evening routine. Every evening may look different because you have different commitments or maybe you have lots of homework or maybe there's a night you're not even getting home for dinner and you have to eat out. But with that, make sure that you have these five elements. The elements that we talked about of required work that you need to get done, meals together, or how some nights, maybe not, commitments that you have made, preparation for the next day, and being restored. Those are the five main key elements. Hopefully this inspires you and helps you to build out an evening routine that works for you and your family. I really want to give you some grace in how you build this out because no one person and no one evening will be exactly the same or will work exactly the same for each person. So I just want you to take these five elements and shift them around according to what works best for you so that your evening routine will bring you excitement, order, and rest. And that you will just have a really successful evening routine and it will springboard you into that new day, new season to have a successful day that next day. As always, just remember to like and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And it just shows up in your inbox or in your phone. You can subscribe just at the top. If you're on an Apple phone or you go to Apple, there's just three little stars or buttons in the very top. You can just click on that and it'll have a drop down menu and you can just subscribe. And then it just automatically will throw in each new episode as it's posted and you won't even have to do anything. All right. Well, it's been so fun hanging out with you, my friends. As I said, stay tuned for some more fun and surprises coming this next quarter. I make sure to grab the productivity planner 
to get you started on just the right foot this January. You can find that on my website. It's www.byrdmichelle.com and just grab it there. Or if you want to connect or have any questions, you can always contact me at contact, C-O-N-T-A-C-T at B-Y-R-D-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E.com. It's a super easy. All right. Until next time, my friends, have a busy, vibrant day. Did this podcast bless you? Did you learn something new? Did this podcast encourage you? Please leave our mom a review. Pretty please. I hope you loved today's episode, friend. I pray it blessed you, encouraged you, or challenged you in some new way that is helping you. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else that needs community too? I also would love if you could take 30 seconds for me and leave me a review on Apple Podcast. This is the only way that I know that you are actually enjoying the show and that it is blessing you. Plus, it makes me happy to hear from you. Come on over to our free community, birdmichelle.com, and grab your free gifts. I have free productivity programs and everything you need to know about working with me, taking my courses, or connecting. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. 